Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. This is Emmanuel once again. I'm Oluwani Femi Kolawole. My name is Tim Gosrim. Okay, why is your name funny? I'm Bolu. <laughs> I'm Bolu. All right, welcome to today's edition or today's episode and yeah, a lot of things happened during the weekend and I'm sure it was interesting and exciting for us. Tim mm-hmm. Gosrim, what's up? Um, well, I currently say there was a weekend for me. I like spent most of Saturday room around Lagos. Looking then, for what? Yeah, trying to get okay, getting a phone, getting a laptop and stuff like that. So oh. by the time we had done, it was very late. I had to go home to go and eat, sleep and watch movies. Oh, watch movies and yeah. not watch a great driver winner in that Champions League. All That's right, no problem. In case <laughs> in case you're listening and uh, yeah. Chingozerim's birthday was on Monday, and uh, you can send him a happy birthday message. Or not? What? Uh, why are you <laughs> trying to block them from sending me money? Oh, I, I said mean, message. I didn't say money. Mm-hmm. I, I interpreted it as money. By the way, I'm on Twitter. You can ask, enter my DMs and ask me for my account number. Okay, no problem. <laughs> okay, so it's it's an interesting weekend. Some of us were streaming on DSTV now. Some of us were streaming on illegal websites and some of us were streaming on illegal Twitter accounts showing, <laughs> showing matches that people spent oh. millions of, of pounds to broadcast. Yeah. But no problem, no problem. But let's talk about sports and we're going to talk about the internet. First, we're going to talk about the internet. Yes, over the weekend, Starlink, Elon Musk, no one has, like, he doesn't send press releases to <laughs> media company just tweet it and yeah it's not it's not necessary it tells you what's up yeah so yeah true that that's a whole different conversation so sometimes press releases are not necessary but elomos announced that the ncc has approved starlink in nigeria so reportedly it's going to start operating in q3 2022 Mm -hmm. so yeah give us some juice why should we even care about this that everybody's shouting about Okay, yes, like you've rightly said, the Nigerian Communications Commission has licensed Starlink, a satellite internet constellation service owned by SpaceX. SpaceX, sorry. <laughs> Elon Musk's <laughs> Space Exploration <laughs> Company. So what's Starlink? Uh, why should we care about Starlink? So Starlink is is space is Elon Musk's space exploration company and it's going to be offering internet to everywhere around the world and it's able to do this with satellites, right? These satellites, uh, they can beam faster internet to the Earth, f- more faster than regular satellites, re- re- faster than a lot of current fixed broadband that we have now. So Starlink can beam, say, around 100 to 140 megabytes per second internet speed. Your average internet service provider will give you around 18 megabytes per second. So that's a really big difference. And like I said, it's able to do this, do this because it has satellites that are very low. So they orbited very low. So they are closer to the Earth. They are like around 200 uh, to 400 um, kilometers from the Earth. So it can beam really fast speeds. So they've gotten their license. They got two licenses, actually. They got the International Gateway License and Internet Service Provider License. But while this sounds, you know, really interesting, why this sounds like you might be having really fast internet very soon, 
it's also important to know that it's do- it's not going to come cheap, right? It's not going to come cheap at all. So if you want Starlinks, it's not going to be affordable. Okay, it's not <laughs> going to be affordable. <laughs> so if you want Starlinks internet, for example, you have to pay a one time one time fee, and that's not the premium. I'm not even going to go to the <laughs> premium side. But if you want Starlink in your house, you have to pay a one-time fee of $599, which is around 359,000 naira to get the necessary hardware. <laughs> Please, how much do you call it in Naira? Spending. I didn't hear the dollar part. The dollar part is $599. I still didn't hear it. How much do you call it in Naira? $359,000 Naira. But if, if you go by the normal rates, like the Google rates, that's just $248,000 Naira. Mm, but no one sees dollar in those rates apart from <laughs> a certain set of people in Nigeria. But mm-hmm. continue. So... So that gets you the necessary hardware to get, you know, the internet beamed down into your house. So, so you after that initial payment, after that initial payment, you now start paying one hundred and ten dollars, which is sixty-six thousand naira monthly. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's 66. cool. Six. Oh my god. That's cool. I, I'm sure Emmanuel is already planning on getting me <laughs> spending <laughs> one five for six gig. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's funny because Starlink plans to offer super fast internet to rural areas, and I'm wondering, even people in suburban areas. <laughs> People in that are not in rural areas, mm. I don't think. Well, I don't live in a rural area, so let me use myself as an example. I cannot afford this, for example. Mm. I can't, even if they slash it by half, I still won't be able to afford <laughs> it. So, it's it's it begs the question, and it's the question we've seen people ask on social media mm. in a lot of news. We've seen people asking, How will people afford? So before we even talk about how Nigerians were able to afford this, like we try, you actually need to understand why it's this expensive because mm-hmm. Elon Musk says the price will be the same thing for everybody everywhere in the world. The only difference might be the taxes, the import mm-hmm. duties, and all of that. But the price, why is it so expensive? I think we so we, we got a clip from Mountain West Conference in Barcelona that was held last year by GSMA and. He addressed the whole issue of why Starlink seems this expensive at this stage. I mean, to be totally frank, we are losing money on that terminal right now. Uh, that terminal costs us more than $100,000. Uh, so we obviously are subsidizing the cost of the terminal. Uh, uh, now, we are working on um, sort of uh, next generation terminals that uh, are, you know, provide the same level of capability, roughly the same level of capability, but it costs a lot less. So that's one area of development for us. Um, because obviously so <laughs> selling terminals for half price is not super compelling at scale. Um, you know, do millions of that, you know, it's, it's that's tricky. Um, and, uh, and over time we would like to reduce the terminal cost from $500 to, I don't know, $300 or 250 or something like that. Um, Okay, so two hundred fifty dollars, but you can still afford it at two hundred fifty dollars. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still quite pricey. So, uh, it's it seems targeted at a different set of people. It seems like it was companies that will likely be able to afford it mm. more mm. than individuals. individuals. So, 
and accompanies in rural areas. I, I don't, I don't. How, how would that work? I actually love the idea in a way. So, um, Africa is the urbanization rate in Africa is like growing really fast, but the rural areas still have humans there. So humans. So why in the urban areas? I'm not saying they are not humans. I'm just saying like a lot of. People. So there are too many people in the cities. I mean, look at Lagos. Look around you. Okay, don't you okay. don't you get overwhelmed when you when you see the number of humans around? So I, I'm I'm imagining a situation where, okay, I am a startup founder, for example, and I'm looking to relocate my entire engineering team, for example, or maybe. I want to, I'm a, I'm a startup and I want to put my customer center in a particular region. So let's say one remote, not really remote, but like a significantly less expensive um, city in Abiokta. And then I take my uh, my team, yeah, probably my customer care team, and then I can hire people from that region, which brings more jobs to the region and also brings more, um, what do you call it, so they are going to be paying taxes, they are going to be paying for stuff in those regions. So like basically spreading the money that may have been concentrated in urban yeah, areas. Um, then that's that's just for work. For I, I could also have, um, let's look at education also. So I could cite a school that leverages the internet very well um, to deliver education to students in these regions. So. Basically, students don't have to be in Lagos or Abuja for them to get quality education. Same thing with healthcare. A lot of people are doing telemedicine in Africa. If they are in the rural areas and they have Starlink, for example, then um, the internet connectivity, that is one issue that they probably have, might not be much of an issue. So, yeah, I think that that's like a welcome development if we are looking at it from that angle. But yes, it's still very pricey for an individual, but for companies, definitely. So it makes well, com- sense. Compared to the compared to the um, options that mm. are available, yeah, is it that is is the is the cost a trade-off that companies would want to go for? Yeah. So um, it's how much again for a year? Sorry for. Our, a monthly sub is around a hundred dollars plus. Are we sixty six thousand naira? Sixty six thousand naira. Fine. So if I'm paying sixty six thousand naira for super fast internet, faster than what anybody can provide, it means that I can hold I can hold virtual meetings comfortably. If there's anything, probably videos that need to be downloaded, they can download quickly. Like provided the internet connection is not very seamless. I, I think a lot of that's that um, can I mean you on if you're on Twitter you see people that maybe they just go to Dubai or they go to the US and then they take a screenshot of their laptop mm-hmm. and they show us internet speed. They're just trying to signal to us okay, we are in a better place now. Mm-hmm. And imagine that coming to a village in Abiokuta, for example. That's I think that's really cool. So it's it's something that everybody should maybe individuals can't afford it, but yeah, it's it's really good for businesses. Mm. Okay. And so, come with all the things you've stated out now. Right? The only downside to it is price. Yeah. Price. Is, is that the only downside? We've not addressed some of the downsides yet, though. But continue, please. Okay. So far, 
The only side um, downside that I've seen to it is the price, mm. right? So that if you want to ignore that price, mm-hmm. can we say to an extent Starlink could be like a competition? No, competition for existing broadband um, services. For for B two B, yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I think it will. It could probably be a competition because. Uh, a tech point we can probably relate to this. We are in Ife, Ile Ife in Ocean State, one of the Marquis cities in ancient Nigeria. And one of the major issues we faced, as nice as Ife was on many fronts, one of the major issues we faced was a good internet connection. I remember moderating a webinar and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I remember moderating a webinar and I, I kept asking, Are you guys there? Are you there? Are you there? And it bounced me network bounced me out i came back in i saw they moved on without me <laughs> it was so embarrassing and at that time starlink announced that oh they were working to get a license and i was excited because for someone like me staying in that kind of remote area mm. it would make sense and looking at the prices the six thousand naira, right mm. it's actually cheaper than what we tried to get from one of our telcos a dedicated wi-fi service from it was not a fiber optic uh, distant but it was still Wi-Fi. But it was more expensive. We're spending over 100,000 Naira every month. Mm. Just to do that. 100,000 Naira, that's roughly that's roughly $200. So, when you think about it, it actually makes sense for startups that are looking to work from anywhere. Like, mm. just do a subscription service for relocate your engineering team, your call center service, or any part of the team that you want to relocate. But, yeah, it sounds nice. The speeds, the latency. In fact, one of the reasons why there's less latency with Starlink is, you know, for before, let's say an Airtel or a fiber one or a main one, digs cable, gets you, gets to connect the cable to your house. Mm-hmm. That cable gets connected to a data center and endorsed by the coasts, uh, by the Atlantic Ocean. That data center communicates with uh, a server in Europe or anywhere else in the world. Starlink does directly from your roof it goes to the satellite satellite goes straight to the server mm. so that's how that's why it, i think it makes sense but one of the issues we actually we should actually consider is the impact it will have on our environment elomox mm. or spacex plans to launch up to forty-two thousand satellites wow orbiting the planet by 2024 currently they have about 1,900 satellites orbiting. I don't think they can make 42,000 <laughs> by 2024. But still, if that is the plan, you have satellites that are just like 200 to 400 miles above the Earth. Yeah. That's quite cool. It's low, and you have 42,000 of them surrounding us. What happens when, say, there's a fault and it starts crashing down to Earth? Mm. Where you are in? yeah but okay that's unlikely but say space debris coming down it's crashing down to earth uh, difficulties with space exploration people who are observing the stars like the astronomers and the rest of them yeah and the space exploration thing is important because they need to know when there are harmful things coming to coming to meters, yeah. So if there's like a meteor or what was that thing that came in Ama- Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? No one can remember. 
avatar the last abenda yes at the end the, okay a comet a comet hell is yes. comet so things like that i don't think it's real don't mind me hell is comets yeah so when when things like that are coming to earth and the the people who are supposed to know who are supposed to see cannot see it it can be very detrimental to to our planet yeah i get to But these challenges, these problems that are mentioned, they are sounding real to me. <laughs> they are sounding like fiction. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like no, they are not like very close relatable like problems that can happen in the next 1000 years. No, so this is the thing. You have 42,000 satellites orbiting the earth. What if two of them does collide? Collide. Oh. SpaceX is saying, "Oh, the satellites are intelligent enough to evade the ball." Come on, it's technology we're talking so about. So I'm also wondering. Uh, well, I don't know anything about the about how the Earth works, but like, how big is the Earth that 42,000 satellites would easily, or be how small is the Earth that 42,000 satellites would easily collide? Okay, yeah, here's the problem. 42,000 satellites, just SpaceX, Amazon is also launching its own set of satellites, oh. and they are also targeting thousands of satellites too. China. Also targeting satellite internet service, and you want yes. to launch thousands of satellites. Yeah. Uh, okay. So how many satellites can the Earth take? Yeah, and it's close to the atmosphere. It's not like it's space and it's just floating. Okay. All these guys also want theirs to be close to the Earth. Of course. That's the only way it, it will make sense for internet yes. service. Other mm-hmm. satellites are actually farther than Starlink, and mm-hmm. it makes more sense that way. That is for it to be farther, but for it to work with as a an internet service. The latency has to be low. You have to be be able to travel at not so great a distance then come back then go to the servers and all of that. So that's like one of the issues we have to face. Maybe not now, but mm-hmm. eventually we have to actually address all these things face to face or head on. Let's just get a lot more down and see <laughs> about what's going on. Yeah, uh, you should you should consider that. Okay. So yeah, you guys are cool, right? Uh, okay, Bolu, you have yeah, something for us. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tim Gazinger mentioned, you know, um, businesses paying sixty-six thousand naira monthly for Starlink, and I just wanted to correct that uh, for the for premium service for the premium service Starlink could be providing, it's actually going to cost, which is also sort of like a business plan. So it's actually going to cost five hundred dollars. Monthly, <laughs> so that's that's five hundred dollars monthly. Yes, that's that's two hundred and seventy-five thousand naira monthly. Monthly, okay. Um, we're paying over hundred thousand for Wi-Fi, and the network crappy. was still not great. Crappy, dusty, network. crappy. So if two hundred and seventy-five gives me good network, I think I do. I think it's worth it. You see, Nigerians are not really poor. Can you ah. hear them? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. <laughs> so, Nifemi, let's not let's go to the fact that Nigerians are not really poor. Okay. Let's 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 build on from there. Nigerians are only really poor, and we have a lot of people subscribing to DSTV. But it has come to my notice that <laughs> South Africa is about to disrupt DSTV service. Who is introducing it for me? Nifemi, Chingozi. Okay, so um, the African Nation- <coughs> National Congress, that's uh, the ruling South African Party, they are uh, introducing a policy that will prevent national sporting teams and associations 
from offering exclusive broadcast, uh, broadcasting rights to um, any digital um, broadcaster. So what that means is an exclusive right is that they are the only ones. So let's say Emmanuel TV services is... There's a TV like that, actually. Yeah, Emmanuel oh, TV, TV okay. Joshua. Mm. Oh, I see. So imagine <laughs> they get the rights to broadcast, um, let's say, games for the South African national, um, the rugby team. They they are the only ones who can do that. Um, although they can actually sublet it, for lack of a better word, to other providers. So yeah, they can do that. But with the new policy, these national teams, sporting teams and associations, they can no longer do that. So um, the policy is not yet in, in force. Um, it's, it's probably going to come in, if it's, if it's passed, it's probably going to be around June, July, when the party does its national con- uh, congress and all. So yeah, that's the... That's, that's a summary. A, that's a summary of the story. Yeah, of the story. But but this puts um this puts a, a, an attention on DSTV actually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because well, DSTV has exclusive broadcasting rights to hear like high profile sporting events. Yeah. Right. Both in Africa and other parts of the world. Then mm-hmm. we are talking about big African countries like South Africa, Nigeria. Yeah. Right, and so this particular policy, if it's going to affect any company that we actually know, it is DSTV, right? Mm-hmm. The DSTV has an exclusive right for Super Sports, right? That broadcast Premier League. This, I don't know, this obsession that keeps men on their edge during the weekend Please, some, good, some, yeah. men, some, some men some men okay some men if, if you're a man and you're not obsessed with Premier League and uh-huh. football and all they would think you are yeah, abnormal. they victimize you yes right hmm. so that's why I had to say it like that but now yeah, um, this particular policy is trying to say no it's a, this monopoly DSTV can't have it and it's, as it is it's not like something that started today Right, it's always been one African country after the other saying DSTV, you can't have this monopoly. But there's nothing they are doing about it apart from we want you to leave this right, like Nigeria did in 2020, by telling um, DSTV to also offer this right to um, local broadcasting services, right? And this thing also, what what the what the um, ANC, the ruling party is suggesting is that um, instead of DSTV having all these rights to sporting events, you should also give it to um, SABC, South African Broadcasting Corporation. But I'm wondering, do you know how much DSTV is paying for this right? Can SABC afford it? Afford it. That's one thing. So um, this is not like, like you said, it's not really something new. So 2019, they also had the same issues. And um, SABC actually wanted to get those rights. Mm-hmm. But then they got <laughs> money for them, told them to pay $200 million uh, for five years. Or oh, that's, that's, that's the rights for Premier League soccer. That's the South African Premier League. So these guys have it. Um, what's their name again? DSTV. They have it for those five years. And they paid $200 million. So they said, okay, fine. You want what we have, fine. Or you bring money. 
bring uh, 80 million dollars and collect it and then we now say hearing that <laughs> exactly like pay they said no that they don't have the money to pay so it brings up a conversation of do you okay yeah you can open up the what do you call it you can open up the monopoly. playing ground and mm-hmm. say okay um we don't like this monopoly because yeah the monopoly means that one person can just determine prices which doesn't sound very nice but there's also another side to consider when uh, SABC could not pay and um, DSTV just had to re- um, retain their rights mm-hmm. the the football league supported them and the reason is very simple they told them look if we if we if we give it to you guys at what people want is it i think they wanted how much a 96% discount what <laughs> yes <laughs> And this that was it. Should come and pay now. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you might as well just tell me, okay, just open your door. Let me use your services. So it would impact player salaries, for example. Mm. It would impact the development of the league, right? So those are some of the considerations that I think governments should be considering when they are making some of these policies. Yes, they are saying that um, national, let's say national games, probably, yeah, national games should be like broadcast or seen by everyone but what's the economic value to the broadcaster that everybody seeing his game he doesn't really care about democratizing access he wants to make money mm-hmm. so but if why you, they look when they were buying those rights well not, ah, they, not, I, i don't not, know how much not, not for um, international or for yes for the local ones well it depends on how much they are making i i don't i don't know they are I, i've not seen their books so i can't say it's not a wise decision but they are probably making a lot of money as uh, as a result of that i mean i think they're sponsoring a football team in south africa so they're probably making really good money from it so the thing is the broadcaster just wants to make money and you're telling him um kill monopoly allow everybody to watch okay fine if everybody watches it how do i make money the other thing to also consider is how many games do these guys play in a year mm. The rugby team, the football team, the cricket team. How many games do they play in a year? Is it enough for me to? I mean, DSTV can probably do without all of that. But if these guys get the rights to it, because if you open up the playing field, are you also going to affect how the these bodies mm. price the um, the broadcasting rights? So those are like some of the questions I'm asking myself. So yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a very very relevant issue, right? But you know, for DSTV, one of its biggest selling points is super the super sports and yeah. all the sport matches, which are on the premium package. All on premium package, like hmm. so then, if the Premier League or the whole European football season ends, the next thing that is a big attraction to DSTV is Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So. When you now look at all of that, and you are seeing that there's no other player that is actually trying to compete with them, yeah. no active player, and you wonder how did they even get up to two hundred million dollars every year to pay the Premier League? Uh, it's every actually five for years. five years. For five yeah. years. Yeah, so it's like fifty m every year. Okay, so how did they get that? They are able to. <laughs> they are making a lot of money, fine, yeah. but still, <laughs> for them to be able to outmuscle everybody that has come so They've far. They've been around since. Seriously. I mean, think about it. Since the Premier League um, EPL now, they've been the official partner in Sub-Saharan Africa for since 1992. That's almost 30 years, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so that's like they had enough money. So the thing is, I'm, 
I'm, I'm just wondering, um, they, they, they obviously have the money. They are a much wider... SABC is just South Africa. Mm-hmm. Who outside South Africa watches it? Probably no one. But DSTV yeah, has... Engineers. Oh, okay. NBC. Oh, no. Or NTA, I guess. <laughs> that would probably be the equivalent. How many people even watch NTA? I, I've not watched the SABC, so I don't know if they even have serious content. But um, another thing to look at is probably the fact that um, when these guys started, they were still small. So there's this Sky Sports, they have um, the broadcasting rights too for EPO. And when they started, they were just three years. When they got those rights, they were just three years old. Mm. So you may ask, how would a small company get that money? Well, fun fact. Mm. Eh? <laughs> the DSTV is owned by Multi Choice, right? Yeah. And Multi Choice is also the owner of Super Sports. Mm. Also the owner of African Magic. Yeah, they are many, don't worry. Yes. <laughs> then there is Go TV, which mm. is like low budget DSTV. Mm. It doesn't have all the premium content. Then there is Mnet. And Emmanuel was asked, when Emmanuel asked the question of how are they able to get all this money that they're using to flex muzu <laughs> right and i think it runs deeper than that mm. i found out some connection to big guns <laughs> while we were while we were researching this um story is giving me motivation yeah <laughs> the, the multi-choice like i was really surprised to find out that naspas owns is the brand company of multi-choice i was shocked like what <laughs> okay naspas again now for Naspas is a name that most people don't really know, but let me list some companies that you might know them. They are also the owners of either by acquisition or they built it themselves. Code Academy, Stack Overflow, Similar Web, OLX, Tencent. They have a 30% stake in Tencent. So think about Bet King. They have 48% stake in Bet King. So there's money. They have the money. So they have the backing from a very, very big financial giant. So mm-hmm. it's now th- making me think about the future of pay TV in Africa. So it, are, we go- are we still going to just have one major player dominating they, They've tried. So ITV I'm thinking of... Came. Yeah, okay. out. Kwese. Mm-hmm. After the STV dragging Kwese in Zimbabwe, came to Nigeria, chased it out. Okay. Right. TSTV came, went, then came back. We don't know if they are still around. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if other... This, what... What people want to watch on pay TV, right? The thing is, can this, can this local broadcasters, can they offer it? That is just it. It's not. Just, it's not about being unfair. Uh, giving me startup ideas. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't. I don't think anyone will be able to boot multi-choice or DSTV or whatever there. I don't think anyone will be able to boot them out anytime soon. Seriously. I mean, thirty percent in ten cents. Ten cents is like the major uh, cheap yes. manufacturing. Company in the world, <laughs> the major tech company, do almost like everything. They are the owners of Thirty percent. Even if you can, if even if you can boot them out. So I, I'm looking at a situation where um, a South African businessman, for example, looks and he sees, okay, um, these guys don't have to sell exclusive rights to other to just one person, and then he's like, okay, let me put money in this in SABC, and then probably takes SABC private, for example, or he starts a local TV station, right? Mm-hmm. That gets rights because I don't think this is the end. So he's starting with local, um, what do you call it? He's starting with local sporting teams, which I'm assuming would soon extend to the PSL, right? So if it extends to that, 
smaller companies might see that okay, there's a chance that there's something here for us. You're and talking then they about get into that huge business. investment, and they're not, they're not sure what they, are, they plan to get out of it. True. They know who they are against. Well, they are not sure. Okay, well, I've not done the business, but I'm just I'm just thinking that there's a whole lot you could gain. Why did Binance decide to sponsor Af- uh, to sponsor Afcon? Brand uh, brand um, recognition, right? Mm-hmm. So even if I'm buying them because they, even if I'm buying these rights because it's um, primarily a marketing tactic for me, it probably will make sense to them. Yeah, so, I think it's basically about having the fund. Either the government find find a way to fund these mm. corporations, these broadcasting corporations, or somebody brings money. You just have to be money because it's money yeah, you use course. to compete against you money. Use. Can you bring more money than NASPAS? Who uh, <laughs> so wants to do that? Can you, you bring more money than that? You know of you demi. Code Let me show the companies again. Well, if you if you think that the value you will get will be commensurate with how much because the thing is, don't also forget that they have the money, right? But except it gets into a PSG type negotiation now, where they decide, okay, let's throw the whole house at you. They are they have like a limit. They have a limit where they get to, and they're like, we are not doing again. And they pull out. I mean, look at um, telecoms auctions in Nigeria, B five G auctions in Nigeria. Who won the auction? Hmm, pro- exactly. And as these guys pulled out, Airtel pulled out. Why did they pull out? They probably could not go above a certain level, but yeah. they probably have more money than Mafab. Yeah, but at some point, maybe it probably wasn't worth it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense, right? Five G streaming. Then when you want to stream, yeah, if you don't have a DSTV, you are stuck with illegal websites. I'm sorry. So, but <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping for a future where all these things change, and I'm hoping you tell us your thoughts with the hashtag Tech Point Africa Podcast. So email us with the podcasts. Uh, email uh, podcast at techpoint.africa and if you're listening to us for the first time will you offer <laughs> <laughs> okay so um i've been practicing okay I've, I've not been practicing i just started practicing this morning <laughs> so you can get to get us on google podcasts apple podcasts high art radio spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast mm, you reminded me of when you used to do news bites you know? <laughs> 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 all right guys have a lovely day and see you on Thursday. Bye. 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 Bye.